Hello everyone and welcome to the IWO podcast. This week, a little bit different. I'm flying solo this week. James is unfortunately has to work today, so he can't make it through the podcast, but he will be back next week. All you need to know though is that they lost the predictions and he's now known as Bobby Lashley. Which is absolutely fantastic. And also, for the first time ever, I shall pick the wrestler of the week at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. We'll find out who it is then. It could be, or it's going to be a lot shorter this week, the podcast, just because there's half the people here. But we'll touch on everything from Raw, everything from SmackDown, and we'll cover a little bit of Super Showdown as well. I just want to go in, start saying, I did enjoy Super Showdown. I thought it was a good show. I think a lot of people get annoyed at these shows because they call them glorified house shows and expect them to be anything more than glorified house shows. And if you go into them like I do, just thinking, this is just going to be a laugh, it's going to be a fun show, you come away having a good time. Uh, me and James watched it on Saturday morning. We were talking to each other over a Xbox chat. It's just waking up, 10am was awesome, watching the show awesome it was a good time even though at one point james's internet no his network went down and i had to skype call him and show him the end of the undertaker triple h match via skype call which was an interesting way for him to watch it uh you know it's just it was fun it was fun we'll get into it a bit more as we carry on but before we do i just want to say i thought match tonight was definitely aj versus joe that for me was top notch I even put on Twitter that it could be match of the year. With hindsight, I'm not sure if it could be match of the year anymore, but still, very, very good match. If you haven't watched Super Showdown and you don't fancy watching the whole show, just go watch that. Also, other highlights are the Cruiserweight Championship, amazing, and also the Iconics beating Asuka and Naomi was good. But right now, Monday Night Raw, we open up with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Triple H beats The Undertaker after Super Showdown, but at the end, uh, Undertaker and Kane turned and attacked Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Uh, The promo they cut here is saying that they spent years and years trying to climb the mountain, and on Saturday they reached the top. And also that The Undertaker and Kane have no respect for them or for anyone, and that they are going to show them what respect is or something. And by, they're going to show them by having a match at Crown Jewel. It's the one we've all been expecting. Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement, rejoining DX. It's DX versus the Brothers Destruction tag team match at Crown Jewel. Right, let's get into this. Firstly, I've made my opinions known that I didn't think that Shawn Michaels should come out of retirement, but there's nothing we can do, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to moan about it. I think it'd be fun. If he, can, if he thinks he can do it, who am I to doubt him? Let's have a good time. I have got some problems with some of this other stuff. Because in the Super Showdown match, Triple H was the heel. He secretly made it a no-DQ match and did not tell The Undertaker until the end. Until Sorry, until the match started. He also, for most of the match, it was a handicap match. They took out Kane pretty early on with an elbow drop through a table, which made no sense. But most of the match, especially the ending sequence, was Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker in a handicap match. And from my point of view, it was very understandable why 
Kane and Sega attacked Shawn Michaels and Triple H, it's because they were the bad guys. And here, where they're saying, oh, you have no respect for us, blah, 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 I didn't get that. And I think needs a bit more expanding, maybe a comeback from Undertaker and Kane of what I've just said, basically. And also, I did not like that Triple H said that he finally reached the top of the mountain on Saturday, because he's like a 14-time world champion. He's won the Royal Rumble twice. He's made it in multiple WrestleManias, and he reached the top of the mountain because he beat The Undertaker in a match that where nothing was on the line in a show in Australia? And it, didn't, it didn't make any sense to me, but the main takeaway point was Shawn Michaels is back, and we're going to see him at Crown Jewel. I'm excited for the match. I know a lot of people won't be, because they don't want Shawn out of retirement, and also they don't like the Saudi Arabian shows, but you know what? You're paying for your network subscription. Why not just watch it? It could be a laugh. Uh, moving on now to the first match of the night. Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens. I guess touching on the Super Showdown match a little bit. It was Lashley and Cena versus Owens and Elias. Uh, the match I thought was okay. A lot of it was just Owens and Elias dominating Bobby Lashley. Then Cena just comes in at the end. He's in there for about two minutes. Hits Elias with a lightning fist. His sixth move of doom. And that's the end of the match. Not much to talk about apart from Lashley looked like an idiot. Everyone else looked pretty good. Um, and here... We have Leo Rush on the outside with a microphone, and he's kind of being a bit heelish. But then Bobby Lashley goes full heelish, and Owens goes full face, because we have a double turn, and I loved this. I can't believe I'm saying this about a Bobby Lashley segment, but I... Oh, God, I threw my pen. I was so excited. But I am, because Lashley's no heel, which is exactly where he should be, and Owens is face, which is exactly where he should be, as long as he's not the typical WWE babyface. Look, all we have to do with Kevin Owens as a face, exactly what he was doing before, but he no longer insults the city where they're in. That's it. You've done it. Um, the match was okay. There's not even much really to talk about, but the main takeaway point is WWE have come to their senses, and Lashley might get interesting now. He also, after the match, um, beat down Kevin Owens and basically has targeted his legs, attacking the legs, after the match, allegedly, um, Owens is legit injured and is going to be taking some time off. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm excited to see where this goes because I think Leo Rush is great and I think a heel Bobby Lashley could potentially be interesting or at least more interesting than he was as a face, which will not be difficult. Oh, next. Um... It's time to walk over Lewis. The probably most pointless walk of loose of all time. He comes out, he insults Chicago, and he takes the mick out of John Cena's hair. He then gets interrupted, and then there's no promo or anything. He's going to the next match. It's just, I know that they want to put Elias on TV every week because he's great and everyone loves him, and I I get that, but give him something. It's just, what's the point of this? Is it just adds nothing. It adds nothing. It just shows he's funny, but we already know that. Just give him a feud. Why can't you give him a feud? It's, I. We say all the time, but his stuff with Seth Rollins was so good. Just do that with someone. Why? I. 
or, you know, make him and the Kevin Owens stuff last a bit longer if, they, if you're not going to do anything else, because they worked really well together. But I guess if Kevin Owens is taking time off, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't like that Elias is doing nothing. I have nothing else to say, because I think I've spoken for longer than his segment was on Raw. So we'll move on. It's the Riot Squad versus Ronda Rousey and the Bellas in a rematch from Super Showdown. Uh, the Super Showdown match was enough for me to talk about. It was okay. Like, the whole show was okay. Ronda won with a double arm bar, which is pretty cool to see. This match, I thought, was actually a lot better. We start off with... I've spoken before about how much I like Liv Morgan and how I think her stuff is really good, and she's probably the most underrated person on Monday Night Raw, I feel. And she showed it again here, where Brie Bella goes for the yes kicks, and she just goes absolutely mental. I thought that was great. Um, the match predictably ends with Ronda picking up the win, but afterwards, Nikki Bella and Brie Bella do the whole heel turn. We get two heel turns in two segments. Um, everyone saw this coming. I thought it was going to happen on Saturday. It didn't. It happened on Monday. No, it's just the Bellas. Who cares? I don't care. I don't care. Um, Ronda's going to win. Uh, Evolution. It's going to be a... It might be Ronda's worst match. I don't want to just crap all over it before it's even happened, but I'm just not excited. Because the Bellas can't cut promos, so the lead-up isn't going to be interesting. They can't wrestle, so the match isn't going to be interesting. I just wanted Evolution to feel big. I wanted to be going to Evolution thinking, oh, I can't wait to see that. And at this point, I'm thinking, I can skip it. I'll watch it a couple days later. And that is not the position I should be in going towards this woman's first pay-per-view. And it's... I don't like it. But there's only... How many matches have been announced so far? Three? I think. There's only one match I'm excited for. And it's not a match on Raw. We'll talk about the match I'm excited for later on. That's all I've got to say about this match. It's just like... Ronda is amazing. And you have so many women on the main roster and in NXT who are amazing. And you are... Gonna put your main event as Ronda versus Nikki Bella? I'm gonna cough now. <coughs> that was a cough. I don't get it. I can see why WWE wanna put the Bellas on the show, because they do bring eyes in, they're big on E and all that kind of stuff. And I understand, put them on the show. But this show should be a celebration of women's wrestling. And the Bellas aren't that. Your main event of this show, the way you're building it up, has to be amazing. And at this point, if the main event is Ronda Nikki, it's not going to be. So a little message from IWO to WWE, make Becky and Charlotte the main event. Because they deserve it. They were some of the ones who started this revolution with the four horsewomen in NXT. Their feud has been amazing. They should main event. I'll talk about it later, because we're going to get to it later. But I'm just sowing the seeds there. 
Up next, Bailey and Finn Balor take on Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Bailey and Finn Balor pick up the win. Up next, we have a World Cup qualifier. At Crown Jewel, we'll have the WWE World Cup to find out who is the best in the world. And I have to give credit to WWE. You had a show in Chicago where you consistently mentioned the best in the world and the crowd didn't turn on you, so well done. Um, here, I love this. I thought this was amazing. Um... Baron Corbin is setting up the Battle Royal to find out who can qualify for the World Cup. And he has put himself in it, and also, yes, a load of jobbers from different countries, such as Australia, and Belgium, and Egypt, and all these guys in the ring. They're all enhancement talent guys, probably local talents, and... Oh, I thought they were all so into it. It was so much fun. But we see the return of the Conquistador. Who is... I love it. He's doing his little dance. Oh, he's having a great time. Um, the Battle Royal starts. Conquistador gets hit out of the ring, but he doesn't go over the top rope. Corbin is cleaning house, eliminates everyone. He's celebrating. And then he turns around, and the Conquistador's there, and you go, Poor Conquistador. He's dead now. Then... He hits German suplexes, and you go, oh my god, the conquistador is Brock Lesnar. But he wasn't Brock Lesnar, because he hit an angle slam, and he eliminated Baron Corbin from the match. Takes off his mask to reveal the return of Kurt Yang. Kurt Angle is back, and he's qualified for the World Cup. Now, I think I, like a lot of people, knew that the conquistador was going to be someone, because the conquistador is always someone. But the fun was guessing which someone it was going to be. And I had no idea. I was looking at him trying to go, I, who could that be? I, and I I had no clue. And the reveal of Kurt Angle, the way they did it, is him hitting Angle's moves and taking the mask off. Great stuff. Loved it. I'm going to talk more about the World Cup at the end. Because I do have a few problems with it, but I'm also excited for it. I also want to mention, before this happened, uh, John Cena was announced to also be in the World Cup, but he doesn't have to qualify because he's really good. If I was Randy Orton, I'd be complaining about that, but whatever. So far, John Cena, Kurt Angle, both in the World Cup at Crown Jewel. Nia Jax now faces off against Ember Moon. Um, Me and James talk about this all the time. If you're not a champion on a show, and you're a woman, they have nothing for you. And this is it again. There's a little bit of story here, but there's nothing. It's just they are friends, but they're competing to find out who's the best. But they didn't find out who the best is, because Ember Moon won by count-out, because Nia Jax ran into, the, ran into the ring, or ran into the barrier, couldn't make it back in. It's interesting to see, because I think they want to push Ember and Nia at the same time. Which is understandable, because they're two very good talents. But you can't, so why not? Well, you can't push them both at the same time if you're going to put them in the same match together. And I guess this makes Ember look strong about making Nia look too weak, but how about you just don't put yourself in a position where you make Nia look weak at all? That's my point of view from this, and it's just... If this goes somewhere, I'll take it back, but as of right now, it's just nothing. And I maybe they'll have a maybe this will be a match at Evolution, but if it is, I'm not really excited for it. I think Ember Moon is an interesting one because Ember Moon is great and has one of the best finishers on the entire roster, and she's been 
featured regularly. Out of everyone who has called up from NXT to the main roster after WrestleMania this year, apart from Drew McIntyre, she's been the one who's been featured the most heavily, I think. Unless I'm forgetting someone on the SmackDown. Oh, maybe Almas. But I think she has appeared more on... She's appeared on more shows since WrestleMania. But also, she's done nothing. Like, she was in the Money in the Bank match, but she wasn't really featured that much in there. And it's just like... There's nothing for these women, unless they're champions. And it's not good. Why can't you just give them something? It's like, you have evolution, but you're not doing anything. It's weird. I don't like it. I want it to change. Speaking of things that are going nowhere, up next, Trish Stratus is in the ring, cutting a promo. Legs of Bliss comes out with Mickey James. They also got a promo about how good they are. The promos were okay. Alexa just destroys Trish, and it's just a shame because Trish is really good in the ring, but her strong point has never been promos. And Alexa's strong point is everything because she's great. And then they announced that the match at Evolution will no longer be Trish Stratus versus Alexa. And the match Mickey James versus Lita will no longer be a thing because now it's a tag match and Lita makes an appearance. Good pop for Lita. Uh, the match now is Trish and Lita versus Alexa and Mickey. Not sure why they've done this. I'm not really bothered that they've done it because I wasn't massively excited for either of the matches and I guess we still get to see all the same stuff in this tag match. But I don't know why I've done it. Maybe it is to um, just give more time to something else. But right now, I don't see what that something else is. But it also goes to prove that maybe that leaked match card we saw was a big old lie. Which makes the build more exciting. Yeah, overall, as I said before, not really hyped for Evolution. Not really hyped for this match either, which is a shame. I want to be excited. I want to be excited for every match on every show, but I'm not. But it's their job to make me excited, and so far, they're not. Ah, speaking of not excited, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable now face off against The Ascension. We've seen this for the last few weeks, with Connor of The Ascension being the most dominant person on Monday Night Raw. And here we have a tag match where... Bobby Roode and Chad Gable win. I don't know why. Because they've just been losing. And now they're back to where they were like three weeks ago. We've gained nothing. At all. And that's when you think we've it's like we have this thing again though where Chad Gable steals a tag and then gets the win and Bobby Roode looks a bit annoyed. We had this exact thing three or four weeks ago. But now the authors of pain come out and beat them down. But why? Because Bobby Roode and Chad Cable are, without a doubt, in terms of win-losses, the lowest tag team. So why have all for a pain taken everything that happened in this segment made no sense. I didn't like it. I don't approve. I'm moving on. Because now, we're in the main event. We're only 19 minutes into the podcast, and we're in the main event. See what happens when James isn't here. We get no content. I hope you're enjoying this. If you are, send us a tweet at IWO Podcast. 
I'm sorry. I can't, I'm trying to carry the show, but I need James here. He's working. Sending thoughts and prayers. Well, he's that's not his job. I mean, I'm I'm sending. It doesn't matter. Um, at the main event, which is also a rematch from Super Showdown, it's the Shield versus the Big Lads. Uh, at Super Showdown, we saw the Shield pick up the win. The match was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. We had the teases again of Dean having the heel turn and. On that talking about the Super Showdown match now, we had that great spot where it looks like Braun's going to spear um, Dean through a barricade, but Roman comes out of nowhere and kind of cuts him off. I thought that was absolutely amazing. And this match, again, still really good. This one really more focused on tension in the big lads. We see a lot of backstage segments in the run-up of them kind of blaming Dolph for the loss and all this kind of stuff. It's good stuff. It makes the matches more interesting. Uh, it ends with Drew McIntyre picking up the win over Dean Ambrose, and in the close the show, Dean walks away from the Shield, hinting again at that heel turn, hinting again at the Shield breaking up. Uh, it's interesting, I think, because I still don't think we're getting the Dean heel turn for a while, and we know what Roman and Braun are doing at Crown Jewel. I imagine Dean and Seth will go up against Dolphin Drew for the tag titles again, which is ex- which is an exciting match. Who was good last time? Probably be good again this time. Um, but right now we're kind of just going nowhere. I can see the big lads breaking up maybe out of Crown Jewel. I think they were very they are a very temporary team. I don't think we're going to see his shield split up for a while. I don't know what we're doing here. And I would like to see something different because this has been this or another incarnation of this has been the main event now for main event of Raw every week for about two weeks two months, sorry, since SummerSlam. So I'd like to see a change up at this point. I don't think we will until after Crown Jewel going on the build towards Survivor Series. But as opposed to the Evolution show I am excited for that Universal Title Triple Threat. And we do see actually a bit from Paul Heyman. He comes out basically bigging up Brock. He's making sure the audience remember who Brock Lesnar is. Not an A-star quality program, but it didn't need to be. So I'm not moaning about that. Um, Yeah, I just... I know why they're doing it. I know it's only going to be for a little amount of time. But I think we're in for... Just copy and paste this main event. For the next two weeks or so, because that's just what we're getting. It's just a shame, but whatever. Let's move on now to SmackDown Live. Uh, we open up with a wrestling match, everyone. We open up a wrestling show with a wrestling match. I don't believe it. It's another rematch from Super Showdown. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. This one's a little bit different. If Becky Lynch gets disqualified, like she did at Super Showdown, she will lose the title. Um, This was great. I said before, they should main event Evolution. And they so should. Because they represent what women's wrestling should be. They're two people who are amazing on the mic, they're amazing in the ring, they're amazing storytellers, they're amazing characters. Everything about them is great. And also Charlotte obviously has that lineage as well. 
Oh, it's just so, so good. I watched the new episode of WWE Ride Along this week, and it features Becky and Charlotte on it before Becky's heel turn. And the transformation between the Becky I saw there, the face Becky, and the heel Becky now is unbelievable. They should represent not just women's wrestling, but wrestling as a whole, because this match is great. It has a bit of a shenanigans finish. I don't like it when people judge a match on the finish. Because a match is so much more than the finish. I don't think a count-out or a DQ finish ruins a match. Like, look at AJ versus Joe at SummerSlam. That had a DQ finish, but that was still a match of the night, because it was the best match that night. Their match at Super Showdown had DQ finish, and it was still a great match. This one here has a count-out finish. Just because the match doesn't end in a decisive way doesn't make the match a bad match. And a lot of people are saying, like, oh, it's 50-50 booking, but it's like, who cares? About 50-50 booking. When you if if I have to take a bit of 50-50 booking, but get matches this good every week, I don't care. Sign me up forever. Also, after this match, we get the amazing spear spot where Charlotte spears Becky through the back of the Titantron, reminiscent of when Rhino did it to Chris Jericho on some classic episode of SmackDown. This time it's not a little bit of cloth. This time it's a full LED board. Looked brutal as hell. Looked even more brutal when Charlotte turns around and her hands covered in blood. Uh, I love this. Everything about this opening match was great. Great stuff. Great way to kick off the show. The only thing I didn't like is that Charlotte looked legit hurt, as did Becky. But the announcers seemed very quick to say, oh, don't worry everyone, Charlotte's fine, she's okay, she'll be on Mixed Facts Challenge after the show. If I was in charge then, I'd put AJ and Charlotte's Mixed Facts Challenge match to next week and put someone else in there, just so Charlotte can kind of soak in the injury, make it seem more real. Say, like, oh, Charlotte and AJ were supposed to compete tonight on Mixed Facts Challenge, but unfortunately they can't, so here's... Um, Who's another SmackDown Mixed Match Challenge team? I don't know. I don't watch the show. Uh, Rusev and Lana. Put Rusev and Lana on there. I don't know. Unless, were they facing Rusev and Lana? I don't know. I don't care. Point remains the same. Just swap them out. Because then it just makes you care more. It was also announced that at Evolution, their match will be a last woman standing match. I'm not a huge fan of last man slash last woman standing matches. But if anyone can do it, they can. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Tyson Champa has possibly the best last man standing match of all time a few months ago. It probably won't live up to that, but I think it can still be good, even though last man standing matches always end in controversy. Either someone's legs get sellotaped together, or someone gets handcuffed to something, or something. It's never, I actually just knocked you down for long enough. I don't like him, but whatever. I'm sure it'll be good because those two are great and I think those two, more than any other person on the planet, want to make Evolution the best show in the world. And they'll do it, I think. I think they will put everything on the line to make sure they have the match of the night and make that show. And I think they will. Looking at the card at the minute and all the three matches there, 
there's not much competition to be matched the night, let's just say. Oh well. We're going to move on now. It's another World Cup qualifier match. It's Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe. I uh, spoke a bit about Samoa Joe's match at Super Show then. I thought it was great. Uh, it ends with Joe tapping out to the... Uh... Oh my god, I've forgotten the name of the move. Calf Crusher. It's the Calf Crusher. He taps out to the Calf Crusher. This is actually Jeff Hardy's first match back since Hell in a Cell, which is a good story to tell there. Um, yeah, this is good stuff again. Obviously, these two have a bit of history in TNA. They didn't bring that up on the show, but they have got a bit of chemistry there. Joe is still selling the knee from Super Showdown. Uh, the match ends where the ref has to stop the match because Joe can no longer stand up, which is an interesting one because it makes both guys still look strong in a way. Um... I don't know where Joe's going from this because AJ's moved on and he's not in the World Cup. Maybe he'll take a bit of time off, come back. I still think that the title program helps Joe because in my eyes he's in a higher position now than he was when he started. A lot of people are going, oh, he didn't win the title. No, he's nothing. He's just been jobbed out. Blah, blah, blah. He's been squashed. He's been buried. He's not been... Just don't be an idiot. He still looks great. He's in a higher evolu- ev- elevated position uh, and it's just all about where he goes from here. If they give him something good, he'll still be good. That's just the way it is. Uh, Jeff's in the World Cup. It's interesting. I don't see him winning it. But personally, I don't think any of the four people who are in it so far are going to win it. And I'll talk about that more later on. But right now, it's Miz TV. Miz calls out his first guest, AJ Styles. He talks about how much of a challenge Samoa Joe was and how he's still glad to be WWE Champion. Then they bring out the second uh, guest on Miz TV which is Daniel Bryan Bryan and Miz had their Super Showdown match it lasted two minutes um, it was an interesting one it was a shocking one a lot of people on Twitter afterwards saying that maybe the ending was a botch I don't think it was I think that was the legit ending that was supposed to happen maybe they were struggling for time I don't know but I think it was a good it was a good way to do the match because Bryan out wrestled Miz and also it means that if they have a match in the future, we're not gone to overboard. We've already seen them wrestle one-on-one properly once. And also, we get Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, so you can't really complain. Uh, the story looks like it's going to be AJ and Bryan respect each other, and they just want to know who the best is. Bryan brings, brings up about how when he came back to WWE, he came out of retirement, he didn't do it to reform Team Hell No. He didn't do it to face Miz, he did it because he wanted to become WWE Champion and that's what he's going to do at Crown Jewel. AJ says well Brian that's all well and good but you've never faced anyone. Phenomenal. Typical promo stuff from both of them really it was kind of a paint by numbers type thing apart from The Miz because The Miz is amazing and he has snaps he was told to be respectful during Liz TV, and he just can't anymore. He says, do you want to know why the title is not prestigious? Do you want to know why it's not main event in the show? Look in the mirror, AJ. And he he's talking about how badly he wants to be WWE Champion, how badly he deserves it. And he finishes off the problem by saying, I don't care which of you wins at Crown Jewel, I'm next. And it's just... If you had told me ten years ago that we would have a feud between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship 
And in the first week, the most interesting part of it was the Miz. No one would believe you. But he was. The Miz is so good. The Miz is possibly the best guy on SmackDown. And I love AJ. And AJ is the best wrestler in WWE. But the Miz is the best sports entertainer in WWE. <laughs> and I do think he'll probably interfere in Crown Jewel. And I think he's going to be WWE Champion by the start of 2020. Not 2020, 2019. I've got what year it was. By the start of 2019, the Miz is going to be champion. Early prediction. Uh, but after that, Miz sets up the match we're having next, which is AJ Styles versus Shelton Belgerman. Um And it's just nice because Benjamin beat Brian last week, and now AJ's going to have a go. AJ does end up picking up the win, which is interesting again, because even though Benjamin kind of deserves a push, and it is good to see him doing stuff, because he wasn't doing stuff before, I like this match. It was fun. AJ wins, but Brian couldn't beat him. But there was a bit of distraction in the Brian match. I can see this having the same problem that I had with the Joe feud, where every week nothing happens because they know you're going to watch it. But we shall see. I look forward to it. I especially look forward to next week because it's SmackDown 1000. We now get another night in Milwaukee. The director's cut. Last week we were left off with. Um, Lana saying Aiden I want you we see the next part of that she goes Aiden I want you to know how important you are to me and Rusev and how great we think you are and we go oh okay I guess it was all wrong and then they kind of lean in towards each other and it pauses again and you think oh my god they're going to kiss but I also thought are we going to see a different part of the video every week for the next, like, four weeks until we just get to the end? I didn't like that, but don't worry, we're not. Because it turns out Aiden English has been hacked by Lana, who knows his password is iHeartRusev, and she has the rest of the video, which she shows, which is Aiden English trying to go into a kiss from Lana. She rejects him and runs away, and that's the end. We discovered what happened that night in Milwaukee. Aiden English got mugged off. That's it. Um, He says afterwards that the invitation is still open to Lana if she wants some, which she obviously doesn't. But he does finish it off with a good line. He says, if you ever get tired of those Russo days, why not come and have an Aiden night? Which I thought was a good line. Russo comes out, and then he chases him, uh, attacks him a bit, and that's it. I I think the Milwaukee thing could have lasted a few more weeks. If this Bobby Roode, Chad Gable thing can last like two months, this can last a few more weeks. But it seems like it's over now, and they just got on to probably just attack Aiden a lot, and then Aiden will lose a match at Crown Jewel, maybe, or even just on SmackDown. Don't see this lasting much longer. Now we're on to the main event. SmackDown Live. And it's the returning Big Show versus Randy Orton in a match straight out of 2008... But this is for the World Cup. Is the World Cup qualifier. And it's exactly what you'd expect from a Big Show Randy Orton match. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything special. And it's something we've seen quite a bit. It's good to see Show back. He's in great shape. I think Big Show is... I'm going to say it. Big Show is the best giant ever. And I know that'll get a lot of hate. Because Andre the Giant is really good. 
but I think Big Show is better. Also, I don't class Undertaker as a giant before you put it in the comments. Um, Randy Orton wins the RKO after he puts a thumb in the eye of the Big Show. You know, stuff. I think Charlotte and Becky should have main evented, but also I quite like that they went on first because they had the spear spot through the screen. And then for the rest of the show, the screen was damaged. You had the constant reminder that that happened, which is really cool. Um, let's just talk about the World Cup, though. Because me and James were talking about the World Cup before Raw and SmackDown happened this week. And we were under the illusion that it would be like the World Cup, where a country is represented by person and it's lots of different countries and we discussed all the different countries that could be in it such as America Canada Britain Switzerland Ireland Japan but so far in the World Cup the countries represented are John Cena representing America Kurt Angle representing America Jeff Hardy representing America and Randy Orton representing America and there's only four places left you, alright, you could, they can't beat this right. No more Americans. I mean, it's been announced that Shinsuke will take on Rey Mysterio, which is awesome. But that's happening next week, and that's a qualifier. So either Mexico or Japan will join the World Cup. But yes, there can't be any more Americans, can there? I mean, seriously. And also, this is to determine who the best in the world is. At the moment, it's, it just looks like it's trying to determine who the best in the world was in 2004. Because it's just Angle, Cena, Hardy, Orton. Okay. you got to get the guys on the show. I understand. And I am excited for it, because it looks like it's going to be really cool. It's a tournament full of big names. I imagine Ray will get in as well. Ray's back as a full-time guy starting next week, which is unbelievable and I love it and that's all I've got to say really next week Smackdown 1000 I'm hyped I'm really hyped I don't think it's going to be like Raw 25 I think it will because even though I am hyped for it they're not really telling you that much they're telling you that Evolution are going to be there they're telling you Rey Mysterio is going to be there they're telling you Undertaker is going to be there they haven't even said if The Rock is going to be there or not. I imagine he will be. But I am excited to see what happens. But that is this. That is next week. Now it's, but now we're talking about this week. Best show this week. I'm going to give to Monday Night Raw. Even though I do think it was a show of two halves. I think the second half of the show was a bit of a letdown. But that first half, you get DX Reunion, Lashley heel turn, Owens face turn, The Bellas turn heel. You get Kurt Angle's return... And that whole fun battle royal. And you get Elias. That alone, I think Raw had more talking points this week than SmackDown did. And for that reason, I'm giving Raw the best show this week. And now it comes to Wrestler of the Week. And I've been thinking about this a lot, because I wanted to make my first ever Wrestler of the Week important. Alright, when it comes to weeks like this, where we've had pay-per-views, you've got to incorporate the pay-per-view... Raw and SmackDown. And there was a bit of me that went thought, oh, maybe I'll give it to Miz, but he didn't really show that much on Saturday. Maybe I'll give it to AJ, but he wasn't that great on SmackDown. Oh, maybe I'll give it to Bobby Lashley. And I thought, no. 
that would be ridiculous. So I didn't. And then I had a revolution. A revelation, sorry. There's been one person constantly overlooked for the rest of the week. Week after week after week. This person does something great, but something else, someone else does something greater. And they get overlooked. And it is now time to right that wrong. Because this week, Becky Lynch is finally Wrestler of the Week. Because she was incredible. Her whole character is amazing, but I thought her match on Saturday was great. Her match on SmackDown was great. She is the best woman in WWE right now, bar none. Love her. Great stuff. That's all I've got to say for this week. It has been a shorter episode this week by about half an hour, but I hope you still enjoyed. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at IWO Podcast. James is on Twitter as well, at ComedyJamesTE. He'll be back next week. Next week should be exciting. Another episode of Monday Night Raw, where anything can happen on Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown 1000, which hopefully will be really good. We're still on the road to Evolution and Crown Jewel. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, the RCB. I hope you've enjoyed the show this week. Sorry James couldn't make it. I hope that I have been enough. And all that's left for me to say now is... Goodbye. Ta-ta!